Lock and Load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Tuesday. Thanks for tuning in here. Hopping on board. Live and on demand on The Blaze. I'm Steve Dace. Todd and Aaron are here as well. 888-900-3393 is the number to Blaze Radio TV and Podcast. Although if you're listening on a podcast later, it's not live. So don't try to call in. I never know what I have to uh, explain to people anymore, right? We're in a very litigious society and I don't want to be accused of, um, you know, not telling you things like the coffee is hot, right? So if if you're listening on a podcast, then calling in won't work. The good news is, though, we don't really take calls all that often anyway. Uh, but you can email the program. Steve at SteveDace.com is how you can email us. You can like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Day Show. Last name is D-E-A-C-E. One of the questions I get asked a lot is, you know, what, what can I do? Well, I want to lead off the show today with, with, with a simple thing you could do to fight back and push back and take matters kind of in your own hands. Rather than, you know, let me vote Republican again. And, and this time, this time things will be different. So here's what you can do totally on your own. Uh, if, if you're watching big tech companies, uh, Google, YouTube, but I repeat myself, Twitter, Facebook, they're not just silencing folks like you online, but they are manipulating their algorithms uh, to interfere with election results, Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook openly admitted that they shadow banned pro-life material before uh, a recent vote in, in Ireland on the life issue, a referendum there. So meanwhile, you've got companies like Verizon and AT&T. Uh, they're taking the proceeds from your mobile phone bill and funding leftist candidates and causes with that money. And this includes promoting amnesty for illegals, um, uh, baby murder, gun confiscation. One of the ways that we can fight back is when the option presents itself to do business with people whose values line up with our own, take full advantage of it. And and one of those options that most of us can take advantage of, because it's really difficult to live without a mobile phone uh, in 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 contemporary society, is to switch to Patriot Mobile, uh, where you have unlimited plans that start as low as $25 a month, and you'll get the same crystal clear nationwide service but this is a conservative, veteran-led company. So the, the causes and candidates that you believe in, um, that's where your money goes. In fact, since 2015, they've raised over $2 million for conservative causes and candidates via Patriot Mobile. And, and switching is easy now. Here's all you need to do. PatriotMobile.com and type in the code, come on over. All right? Use the code, come on over. You'll get a free month of service. After you select your plan, a free month of service if you go to PatriotMobile.com and use the offer code, come on over. Come on over is the offer code. The website is PatriotMobile.com. we got a jam-packed show today. We've got some Pop Culture Tuesday. Marvel has unveiled where the MCU is going post-Avengers. And is it as we feared? 
We'll talk about that in Pop Culture Tuesday. Also, some fake news or not, we'll get back to regular order. We've got a collection of clips. Todd and Aaron, you will be the the jury here that will decide whether or not what we are watching is fake news. Uh, My good friend Jason Johnson will be joining us at the bottom of the hour. He'll talk some politics with us. But first, we begin, as we always do, with Aaron reminding us about what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away? Brought to you by The Art of the Deal, Chapter 1. Dealing. A week in the life. I'm pleased to announce that a deal has been struck with Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer, Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi, and House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy on a two-year budget and debt ceiling with no poison pills. Last year, Trump said this. There are a lot of things that we shouldn't have had in this bill, but we were, in a sense, forced, if we want to build our military, we were forced to have. There are some things that we should have in the bill. But I say to Congress, I will never sign another bill like this again. I'm not going to do it again. Nobody read it. It's only hours old. Some people don't even know what it is. $1.3 trillion. It's the second largest ever. This deal is getting worse all the time. Morris Johnson will be the new prime minister of the United Kingdom. He won a contentious nomination process for leadership of the Tories who control parliament. An update on the border. Yesterday, Mexican officials announced the bust of a quote-unquote massive migrant smuggling ring. The traffickers were using tractor trailers disguised as grocery haulers. Instead, they were carrying, this time, about 150 illegal aliens. Guatemala, which has been forming caravans and sending large numbers of people, some with criminal records, to the United States, has decided to break the deal they had with us signing a necessary safe third agreement. We were ready to go. Now we are looking at the ban. Cory Booker, ladies and gentlemen. This, uh, Donald Trump is a guy who, you understand, he hurts you. And, you, and my testosterone sometimes makes me want to uh, uh, feel like punching him, and uh, which would be bad for this elderly, out-of-shape man that he is yeah. if I did that. What else does your testosterone make you want to do, Cory? Anywho, just days after Bernie Sanders announced he'd be providing his employees a $15 minimum wage, Michigan Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib raised the stakes. Fights like this one, $15. By the way, when we started it, it should have been $15. Now I think it should be $20. Picture America rising here. It should be $20. No, it should be $20 an hour. Right? $18 to $20 an hour at this point. Everything, all the costs. And they say all this is going to raise the cost. But I can tell you, milk has gone up. Eggs has gone up. Everything has gone up. How much for order of ribs? Uh, $250. $250? How many ribs do I get with that? Remember that dude from Canada I told you about yesterday who, for all intents and purposes, ran a bikini waxing joint out of business because they wouldn't wax his junk? Well, he's one of the organizers for a no-parents-allowed LGBTQ plus topless youth swim party. You can't make this crap up. Speaking of crap you can't make up, some blue check mark on Twitter complained to Macy's about some dinner plates they were selling. The dinner plates include writing and diagramming related to food portion size on the plate and coinciding types of jeans you'd wear if you ate that much food. It's funny, but apparently the person thought they were insensitive or some crap. Just a few hours later, Macy's announced they wouldn't be selling the plates anymore. And now, learning Spanish today. Today's phrase is, do these plates make my butt look big? Estas placas hacen que mi trasero se vea grande. Also, Newsweek ran the headline yesterday, Ivanka Trump mocked for giving all-white dog to her daughter. Ivanka Trump did indeed get mocked by blue check marks on Twitter for giving her daughter a dog with white fur, because apparently dog fur is now racist too. And finally, men. 
What you're seeing happened on an interstate in Illinois recently. A truck completely flips over and almost a dozen men rush over to the truck to help. Eventually, they were able to flip the truck over and rescue its driver. So that's legitimately cool. And that's what happened while we were away. Aaron's Montage brought to you by our friends at Ridge Zone who understand it would be really creepy if you kept a stoplight at your dinner table telling you when it was time to stop eating or you bought those plates at Macy's uh, before... Um, uh, they took them off the shelves. But what if you didn't have to buy really ugly plates or have a stoplight at your kitchen table because uh, your creator put one right there in your body. It's got a long name. Its abbreviation, though, is OEA. And all it is is a signal from the gut to the brain saying, hey, we're done eating. We're full. We can all move on. Thanks for the time. And that's when the rest of your body kicks in and the metabolism and everything else that used to work so well and doesn't anymore for whatever reason. Uh, that's when it does its job. Now, for some of us, um, the OEA levels just aren't as strong as they need to be. It could be we just ignore them for so many years because we just ate too much. And now that we're trying to get serious about getting healthy, the signal's just kind of calling our bluff. <laughs> it's, it's on the sidelines putting down lung darts, and the OEA is like, I'm, gonna, I'm from Missouri. You got to show me. All right. So here's how you can show them this time. All right. Uh, get you a bottle of Riduzone. That's all it is, is OEA. It's not loaded with chemicals and stimulants and caffeine. All it does is put the OEA back in your body. If you use my name as a promo code and you go to the website, they'll give you a special offer. Okay. So promo code Steve on the website, Riduzone.com. That's R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E, Riduzone.com, promo code Steve. To Aaron's montage, we go. And let, let me let, let me start with the good news. All right, I'm going to start. Well, not the good news. Some good news. Okay. Although I think you know we're on day three of the wax my balls guy being a thing. We we could the the good news probably could used to be preached a little bit more. And and the and the day three story is he's organizing topless swim parties for kids including girls as young as 12 and no parents a couple of things on that number one arrest him now number one number two if you as a parent we're going to drop your kid off at that arrest you all right um and that's all i got to say about that a re- prison hashtag although apparently we don't we're not keeping people there anymore either because i'm Tucker Carlson had the story last night that over a hundred violent offenders have been let out with our <coughs> criminal justice reform. Uh, over a hundred violent criminals have been let out. You know, is that the, bad? It, it, uh, well, it would be the opposite of good. So, you know, we had to define our terms on everything nowadays, right? So, is the opposite of good bad? Do we know yet? Do you know? Mom. Do you know what any of these words mean, Todd? Do you know? I'm just waiting for you to start talking about that one good thing that you yes, mentioned. Yes, I'm going to get to it in a minute. Ago. Okay, I, I'm, I'm going to get to it. I promise. <laughs> get there already, for God's sakes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, over a hundred violent offenders. You know that that legislation last December after they lost the Congress and the last gasp of the Republican majority wasn't defunding Planned Parenthood, cutting spending, securing the border, health care, none of that stuff. You're missing the most important part, though. It was the most important legislation we passed because it allowed all of us to virtue signal to our that we're not racist. Yes, that we're not racist. Is this the one where Mike Lee went rogue? Yeah, no, Mike Lee went rogue with uh, Ivanka on. You can get more of your tax money back if you're going to use it for daycare. 
Because nothing says uh, liberty he, like he, he was also he, on he this. Was also too. On no, he CTR. was on this too. Yes, yes. But where he really went rogue was oh, yeah, on yeah. on that one. Okay, where because nothing says liberty like government. Government is amenable to you keeping more of your money provided you're willing to spend it only in the way yep. uh, that they prefer. Okay, I mean that that just has liberty written all over. I mean, just, you're bathing in it. It's it's a face tat of liberty. In fact, is what that is, right? Um, so this was the legislation that, you know, essentially, dude, get all your Christmas uh, Koch brothers checks cashed before the lame duck session ends legislation. And, and we can all pretend we're not racist. And because this was a, this was also Jared Kushner's mastermind uh, deflection because, you know, his political instincts have just been uh, Socrates level. So, um, yeah, over 100 violent offenders have been let out. So that was that was a cool thing we did. That was nice. Michael Dukakis called and. Wanted to know Willie Horton much or, you know, that was, that was kind of cool. But, um, let me get to that good news. All right. Hillary Clinton isn't president. And the, the, the communist sympathizers, if not outright, um, advocates, proselytizers aren't president. All right. I, and I want to I want to say that now, so that you're going to have to come up with a different reply to me than that for what I'm going to say next. All right, so I'm going to just I'm going to grant this, and 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 I need to also grant another point. There is a such thing as when you are in a in a in a binary alternative relationship in your mind. To some level, there is a, there are things that are a sliding scale, right? I mean. For example, if if the former if your former girlfriend or significant other cheated on you, that's really bad, right? Now, if your current one can't cook a lick, that's also not optimal. But does it mean does it does it frustrate you as much as the other one that cheated on you? You know what I'm trying to say? Sure. Right. Okay. So I, I want to acknowledge some of that too. You know, because I it's only human nature. To think Donald Trump looks better, the the crazier and more Marxist that they become. That that, that that's only human nature um, to see it that way, right? So, I'm going to grant that point up front too. But you know, we had a conversation yesterday, looking back on Rush Limbaugh's book, and and it kind of ended with a question that got posed. What what was the point? Of, of just absolute and, and 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 by the way do you know what the tip of the spear the sphere was there was the tea party it was the tip of the sphere there in 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 what was what was the decimating weapon of the democratic party and when barack obama left office there were fewer democrats in elected office nationwide than there had been since fdr remade the electoral map so that was 1928 before the great depression almost a hundred years ago when you count state legislatures, Congress, governor, mansions, uh, et cetera. So what was the point of decimating their ranks politically just to enact, preserve, and conserve their policies ideologically? What was the point of that? You know what? That, that's, that's a little bit like you keep driving all the way down uh, to your opponent's goal line, and then 
you rack up like all these great yardage stats. And then, then right when you get to the goal line, you snap the ball. When you get to the half yard line, you snap the ball, hand it to your opponent and then let them run it down the field for a touchdown. So you're dominating the stats, right? You've got them out, you know, triple out gained in yardage, Yeah, but they're scoring all the points. You're being generous with a sports metaphor. It's worse than that. This are rival gangs, and one gang has been working that crack corner that is really uh, prosperous and selling lots of crack, and the other gang, it just wants that corner to sell crack. So it yeah. knocks them off, but it, it just wants the business. And the thing that I am concerned about, you know, we were talking the other day that on any given day on this show, any of the three of us may have the position of, we have to vote Republican no matter what to stop these crazies, or I could never get myself to vote for any of these people ever again. I'm, I don't know where the two of you are today, July 23rd. I, I'm in that second camp today. Like if we were voting today, like I'd be like, what's it, what's, what's at the theater? That, yep. That's where I'd be. Sure. You know, I'd, you know, I'd be working on my sports handicapping no, hobby on the off. On the, you that's know what, what I was going to say. I'm like, yeah. uh, football starts in a week. That's what I'm talking Yeah. I, I mean, if, if, if the election were today, I'd be like, I, I have. 5,000 other things that are preoccupying my time right now. Cause these, cause it, they're, they're not, we're getting all of the same policies here. And what, what happened, what's going on right now is the president of the United States is working with Republicans to kill what's left of the tea party. And you can send me all your explanations. Well, you know, what's he going to do? Well, what did they do for two years? What did, what did they do for two years? I mean, I, I, I thought he was going to be something different. I thought that was the point of this. I thought the point of this was because he fights. I thought the, I thought the point, and, and I'm willing to put up with, and just to show I'm not completely insensitive, I've never rejected binary choices. We've rejected false binary choices, okay? Male and female is a binary choice, for example. You're one or the other unless you live in Canada and soon to be here in the U S although it's happening already right now, uh, where major corporations are spot are sponsoring child, uh, drag queen reading time, uh, at, at your local library. You know, I, the reading rainbow meant something totally different when I was a kid. You know what I'm saying? LeVar Burton Great. means something totally different now. Yeah. That's another word that doesn't mean <laughs> what it used to mean. <laughs> okay. But, um, I thought, you know, if we're going to get this, we could get this with like all without any of the blowback. You know, we, we I could just, you know, this is high energy Jeb. I, I, we could have gotten this without being called racist constantly. Well, we were already being called that, but like even louder and worser. Like we could have we could have gotten this without you know the seven thousand stories that all the American millennials are reading about how the evangelical church is sold out to support. I mean, we could have gotten all this same stuff, all these same capitulations. Hey, raise your hand if you're just shocked Guatemala didn't come through. Nobody. I mean, I'm just sitting over here. They'll tell you. I mean, I was literally in pieces over here, shattered. Rolling Stones just shattered. Just I, I broken up as all get out. I was in I was in I was in ten thousand pieces when I learned that the Guatemalan government could be counted on. Because I mean I mean everybody just couldn't believe that that didn't work. You know, don't lose sight of the fact. The good news is the communists didn't win. All right. The real news is though you still have a con man in the White House, and I want to make sure we don't forget that. 
And, and, a, and a man like him only understands one language, leverage. If you pucker and slurp him, you will get less than nothing. He'll count you and treat you like a mark. Another notch on the belt. What we cannot do, and, 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 and now there's a certain event which will not be named on this program, which is a nothing burger sideshow that will take place tomorrow. That will just be used to forget about the fact that the, the movement that, that crushed the Democratic Party a few years ago, that, that launched Republicans back into a national majority party, they're killing it right now, whatever was left of it. Now, you know, grifters and opportunists had already done a number on and on the right already. But whatever true believers were still out there, Stanley, they're, 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 they're crushing you. They're, on your, they're stepping on your neck right now. And, and two years of this? Have you noticed that he, he punts on all of these fights? Ever noticed this? The only place there's any fighting taking place is on Twitter. He ankle grabs for North Korea. He ankle grabs for China. He ankle grabs for the Democrats. I'm never going to sign one of these again. He's, this is actually, what is it, the third one I believe he has signed actually since that video? I think this is the third one he has signed since then. So, I, it's, it's, it's great. It's, it's great that Karl Marx isn't president, okay? Can we all agree? And just we'll stipulate that now because that, that's like the low-lying fruit that we're so grateful communists aren't in charge that we just put up with everything, okay? Evergreen. Yeah, yes. yes. So, we, we will give you, grant you that point for the next 10,000 years. That doesn't mean we forget Elmer Gantry's president, all right? With the TBN all-star heretic, you know, spiritual advisor team. This is a crock and you're being conned. Guatemala was a con. So that a bunch of, a bunch of folks who just want to believe and have to believe that the people they vote for are all heroically mythological figures. Wow, that's a great idea. Let's have, you know, let's have these countries stop sending us their people. Hot damn. How come nobody ever thought of that before? Well, I know. Because Trump was right the first time when he called them a bunch of blank hole countries. Whose job is it? Multiple choice test, guys. Are you up for this? We're about 20 minutes into the show. Are you, are you, are you woke enough? I'm still waiting for the good news. Okay. Are you, are you, are you woke enough for a multiple choice test? Are we ready? Who's, which country's job is it? To secure the borders of the United States. I'm going to make this as easy as I can. All right? A, the United States. B, the United States. C, the United States. D, A, B, and C. Or E, all of the above. Who do you... Can you go... Aaron, go. Um, let's see. I'm trying to do my best uh, uh, Turd Ferguson impression here. Um... Uh, I, 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 don't, I don't know, but it's real funny. <laughs> Todd, can you take a guess? What do you think the answer is to that one? Uh, I, I think the answer is that uh, Cory Booker's testosterone wants to punch you right now. The answer is F, because that's what we all are. That's the answer. I see what you did there. All right. 
this in the amount of you that just glom onto this stuff and share it and tweet it out. Wow. Yeah, Guatemala's gonna you know stop their people from coming here. Because you know, that's just such a such a saintly place. We're on an equal playing field with Guatemala. For real. We're a long way away from we're gonna have a wonderful, beautiful wall, and Mexico is going to pay for it. So let me go back to the analogy I started with. The previous significant other you had just cheated on you, crushed you, right? The other one is a terrible cook. Do you allow the new significant other to poison you with their cooking? Because you're like, well, at least they're not cheating on me. Is that the option? Is that how what most people would do? Would most people say, you know, I got to tell you, this is the best undercooked chicken I've ever... Wait, wait, what is that white pus-like film coming forth from the center? Uh, and it, 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 is, its, is, it, is its nickname Sal? No one would do that! They would politely ask, you know, could we grill the chicken longer? Or they might recognize that this isn't a strength of this person. So they just would take the matter into their own hands and say, honey, that's why we're going out to eat. Right? Do you think that's maybe how an adult would react? Or do you think they jump on Twitter or write or, or, or douse the conservative blogosphere with, I just want everybody to know, this is the best damn salmonella-laced undercooked chicken that I've ever tasted. That's the latter. Well, that's, that, that's, for some odd reason, when it gets into the political arena, it's the latter. And like every other facet of human existence, we would not do that. I don't, I don't know why we lose our minds here. So you need to take control of the situation. And you need to tell your employee, he's not your leader. He's not your hero. Your employee. Okay? You're the boss. And you need to make it very clear. Hell to the no are we doing this. Hell to the no. We're not, we're not giving Planned Parenthood a blank check for the next two years. Hell no. We're not taking, what's the point of the, of the next election if we're going to take every major budget fight off the, off, off the table while we're at it? What's the, what's the point of that? So hell no. No. No, 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 no. No, no sir. I, I, I sent you there to fight these battles on my behalf. Not tweet about, hey, I'm, uh, I'm working with Guatemala right now on a top secret plan. No. Because we're, we're at the point now where, where it's not about him. Well, Steve, what about you're letting the Republicans off the hook? You're right. Because that, that's what our show is known for. Never, never holding the Republican Party accountable on any level. I mean, I, that's just a, that's a frequent criticism we have received it's a, it's a yeah. over as, the years. Yeah. A, a yes. tale as old as time, Steve. Yes. What did we say when he took over, though? We know who Mitch McConnell is, Paul Ryan. Now it's Kevin McCarthy. doesn't matter. Did we not ha- do these shows right when he took office? All of those people, we know who they are. Mm-hmm. They're the constants. The variable here is, is Donald Trump. Will he, does, will, is he willing to actually do the stuff people think he is capable of doing with the power that he has to upset the apple cart? There's no point in arguing about Mitch McConnell. I mean, I, that, that's, that, that is what it is. I, I, you, I mean, you're not doing anything about that. I, I, I'm, I, I'm sorry, you're not.
So if if you're like, that's why I can't be a Republican anymore, I don't, I don't blame you. I mean, you you can't change that. And I would guess one of the reasons why you supported Donald Trump in a primary when there were literally 12 other candidates who were proven to be better on your issues than he ever has been is because you thought a new, some new blood might shake some of this up, right? That, that was kind of probably what you did, the, the, the internal mechanism, the math that you did internally to come to this conclusion, right? Okay. So we're at the point now that the president has shown he's not going to take, take on any fights. We're going to stay in Afghanistan forever. We're just going to, we're going to, we're going to take all these budget fights and keep growing government forever. We're going to keep funding Planned Parenthood forever. We're just going to keep doing all these things forever. He's demonstrated that we're, we're almost all the way through his first term. And there won't be any governing next year because it's an election year. There won't be, that's why he wanted a two year deal, by the way. So we didn't have to govern next year. So he can just run for office the whole year. And that's also why Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi took the deal. So they don't have to govern next year either. They all agreed to this. This is the, this is, let me tell you what this really is. The, we want 2020 to be a perpetual 365 day campaign act. That's what it is. Take every actual policy fight off the table so we can just run for office all year long. That's why they all agreed with it. He has shown you now for three years, he's not going to fight any of these battles on his own. So the question becomes now, are we going to make him do it or not? That's, it's really now, it's really now about the rest of us. It's not really about him on any level whatsoever. More in a moment. You know, in America, it is estimated that uh, millions of us are living daily with what's called chronic pain. This is pain, aches and pains as a result of inflammation in the body. Not injury, but inflammation. If you have an injury, go get um, a physician and get professional help, all right? But uh, to try and help the body unleash its God-given power to push back against inflammation, a team of physicians came together and came up with a 100% drug-free, all-natural formula called Relief Factor. And I was a little skeptical, you know, when I used to disappear as a guest on Blaze programs before uh, we merged over here and I'd hear the host rave over the top about how great this product was. I was a little bit, you know, like, I'm sure it's good, but is it that good? Well, I can tell you, having used this the last few months, it's that good. I mean, it, it's, it's absolutely improved my life. Soreness, getting out of bed in the morning. Uh, so much of that has been alleviated. Uh, recovery from workouts, so much of it's been alleviated. Uh, and improved, uh, which is improving my performance during workouts, uh, my energy level during the day. I'm an absolute believer, which is why I would strongly recommend you try the starter pack to give it a shot. That's three weeks for a dollar a day, 20 bucks to see if this is finally what you've been looking for to push back on the inflammation and the chronic pain that you've been fighting within your own body. All right, go to relieffactor.com to get that starter kit for a dollar a day, relieffactor.com. All right, let's uh, bring in one of my best buddies, uh, Jason Johnson, uh, former top strategist uh, with the uh, Cruise campaign. Good to see you, JJ. How are you, man? Doing well. How are you, Steve? So I, I got to begin, uh, Jason, with some, some I'm sure, soul-crushing news for you to learn this morning that the government of Guatemala uh, cannot be counted upon. 
uh, to secure the borders of the United States. Uh, I, I bet you focus grouped this solution and, and poll tested it. Your thoughts, JJ? Yeah, shocked, shocked beyond belief that we can't rely upon a third world country uh, to take care of the problem. One of the only problems, as you know, Steve, that our federal government is supposed to address originally. So if 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 the president decided and, and based on all you've I mean, you're a political consultant in one of the main border states down there in Texas, right? I mean, uh, your you know, your previous work is for a, a Hispanic candidate, Ted Cruz, who got about what forty percent of the Hispanic vote right. when he ran back in uh, in two thousand and twelve, his first time, right? So yeah. you've got a little. You, you cannot win statewide in Texas, in either party. You cannot win statewide without getting a real um, block of Hispanic voters. Right. So right. and I think I think for, I think since we started um, keeping a demographic study on Hispanic voters, the only time a Republican presidential candidate got 40 percent or better was George W. Bush. I want to say in 2004, got like 41 percent. That's it. That's correct. OK, that's correct. And, and when he was governor of Texas, he reached that level as well. OK, so you you, you can't just get nine or 10 percent of the Hispanic vote. Maybe you won't get 40. But if you can't get well into double digits, you are not winning a statewide office anywhere in Texas. Right. Period. Roger that. All right. So you have a little experience organizing these various demographics. If the president announced he was going to shut down the border, meaning goods and services would still get in. Uh, but but nothing else would. Would do you, how do you think the American public, not MSNBC, Twitter, because ninety eight percent of Americans aren't watching or on either one of those things. What, what do you think the the numbers would show the American public how they would respond to that? Well, all we have to do is look at the latest Gallup poll. You'll recall that a month ago Gallup announced that they saw the highest level in the history since they had been asking the question open-ended, what is the biggest problem facing the country? Last month, it reached an all-time high. Again, this month, it went even higher. 27% of Americans, 27% higher than any other issue, open-ended, said the number one problem that we are dealing with in this country is immigration and illegal aliens. That's very critical. Because when I saw the Gallup press release this morning, just like last month, they just say immigration. But if you go and look at what people are actually saying, they're saying immigration and illegal immigration. Furthermore, you probably saw, go to the the country of Mexico. 55% of Mexicans, 55% of Mexicans in that country, they have an opinion that the illegal immigration is bad. Furthermore, we've done study after study in the state of Texas with Hispanic actual voters, right? Actual voters, Hispanics who show up at the polls. And time and time again, we see what common sense should tell you, Steve, and that is Hispanic Americans, Americans who have Hispanic background, they want the same thing you and I want. Mm -hmm. Common sense, border security. These are people who did it the right way. If President Trump were to step up and actually shut the border down, as you say, important caveat, keeping commerce flowing, his numbers would absolutely 
in, improve among the Hispanic important voting population. Because you and I both know that immediately there'd be a number of mainstream news organizations that would release you know, Hispanic polls that include, right. frankly, non-citizens and non-voters. And I would count among them, by the way, as those goods and services folks who have temporary worker visas. Because yep. that's what they're coming here to do is to supply Absolutely. a service, right? They're not citizens. So un- unless you are, unless uh, uh, minus goods and services, the border is shut down until we have an actual asylum policy. Uh, could we at least do what the uh, what bisexual Democrat from Arizona who thought fighting for the Taliban with their radio partner was Mui Bien, Kristen's Kirsten Cinema? Could we even could we even accomplish the somewhat reasonable asylum clarification reform? that even she is now advocating. You believe the public would rally around that? Absolutely. And look, Kirsten Cinema is a great example. I think it's very interesting to note that all we all, all we ever hear about in DC is the the you know the the little god that is bipartisanship coming together to solve problems. Here's someone from the border state of Arizona who barely won her race, who knows that she's in a swing state that is has a very significant Hispanic population, and she has stepped up to the plate to do just a little bit, right? Receiving no coverage. That tells you all you need to know about the politics of the issue. She's a Democrat going against the radical left in her party to offer just a tiny solution. It's getting no coverage. That tells you everything you need to know. She knows she has to do at least the bare minimum to be able to survive this next election. You know, I don't, I'm not some uh, idiot savant on politics, okay? But I, I kind of wonder, you know, let me just kind of throw this out there. You know, I'm just kind of uh, brainstorming here with a buddy of mine. How do you think a political slogan of, we're going to now secure the borders of the United States, not Afghanistan? I, I, I don't know. You think anybody would rally around that or that would be popular I, I, with people? I would think so. And, and oh, uh, weird. I'm, not okay. a, I'm not a marketing expert either, but yeah. I would say that would fit pretty well with the brand uh, that Donald Trump ran under in 2016. So then you've been on both sides of this. Okay. So you know what happens to people like a Ted Cruz once they get into office running on these successfully on these things. And I have often said on this show to our audience over the years, we are not a nation of laws and we never have been. We are a nation of political will and always right. will be. All right. So, so what happens, what happens to, what do you, if, if you had to guess, given your vast experience, so whatever you think of Donald Trump, the guy understands how to keep, how to sell a, a product that the public wants. So saying some of the things you and I are saying right now, got on this nomination and won him the presidency. Took him from a novelty candidate to a force of nature in American politics. Knowing that this is what his people want, what, what paralyzing influences, force, goes on, and maybe it's just as simple as, you know, he's just lying the whole time. I don't know, I'm asking. But what, what, what happens when a guy defies all the political experts, both in the primary and the general, running on the kinds of ideas and themes that you and I were just articulating the last few minutes, and then when he has the power to enact them, he doesn't. What's he being told, do you believe? What, what's the internal math going on there inside the bowels of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue? You know, 
I have to believe, Steve, that as hard as it is to believe when you think about the Donald Trump that we saw take the entire political world by storm, reject all conventional wisdom. You, you and I have talked about this a lot. Go back to the 2012 Republican autopsy, how mm-hmm. Republicans could never lose, could never win again because supposedly Mitt Romney was too hard on immigration. Right. That pressure, that constant push from, we can call it the swamp, we can be specific and talk about the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, we can talk about Mitch McConnell, I mean, we don't even have to talk about Democrats. That pressure is immense. It is daily, hourly. Even on a billionaire that doesn't need any of their money, who's over 70 years old, and and he's going to have the same you know, gilded life if he wins next year or he doesn't. He just, well, if he loses, he just has more free time and, and all the yep. same, all the same stardom. He literally, he needs nothing from this system, nothing from these people at all. And even with somebody as independent from it like that, the pressure is overwhelming. Pressure's overwhelming. And furthermore, I've never, you know, cared a whole lot for the term deep state, but, you know, step back I mean, the, the, the CNN and MSNBC love to cover it in one particular way. Look at the turnover that you've had at the cabinet level uh, in the administration. You know, people can theorize all they want, but many of those, a lot of that turnover has been a direct result of the administrative state working directly. I, I'm not going to go so far as to say his will, because I think the man's got an iron will, but his stated goals, his his political commitments on this issue in particular to secure the border and shut down illegal immigration. You've had a lot of career folks in several agencies who've thrown up a lot of roadblocks in combination with that pressure, that political pressure coming completely from within the beltway. That's the key. And We've talked about this as well, and this extends beyond immigration. It goes to debt. It goes to spending. I mean, I think we've got to step back as conservatives. You know, there was, there's always been a lot of talk about the silent majority, right? I mean, are we a silent minority? We are not doing our jobs the way we can and the way we have to to offer up the political incentives and disincentives for all the politicians in Washington to do the right thing, which is to do exactly what they said they would do. And so in short, I mean, I think the reality is he's a marketer. He's a brilliant businessman. He is reacting to market forces. And I don't think it's a stretch at this point in time, particularly when you have Nancy Pelosi and AOC and a lot of the other crazies as the measure, the relative measure, right, against the establishment Republicans, I think that the political pressure on this president and on Republicans to just back away and not to be, quote unquote, seen as extreme is greater than the political pressure pressure from common sense Americans who want the border secure. I think that's the reality of the matter. Mm -hmm. It's a game of leverage. Always has been, always will be. Speaking of that, uh, the budget uh, deal that they're trying to forge, that the, the president uh, signed on to via Twitter yesterday. I just told our audience a few minutes before you came on that that really needs to be renamed the get bypass all the necessary governing 
next year so we can all spend 365 days campaigning act that's really what this is that they're telling you they have no interest that's how you can get schumer and pelosi to agree to it too this is just craven interest on both sides we don't want to have to govern we just want to have to be able to campaign all year long that's what i think is going on am i wrong plain and simple and it goes back to what we were just talking about a moment ago if you I mean, we used to talk about kick the can down the road, right? This is a punt the ball to the next football stadium. If you remove the (laughs) option to do anything at all, in many ways, it doesn't matter how much political pressure that's there. Well, the deal was cut and it's gone. Mm -hmm. You're exactly right. This frees them. It unties their hands. They can go campaign. They can make promises. And also, I mean, our, our memories are very short. Our memories are very short. I saw yesterday, I believe, where it's been floated out into the to the stream of information that, well, in President Trump's second term, and I hope this is true, I want this to be true, but in his second term, he's really going to focus on, you know, spending, you know, cuts, etc. Uh, we'll have to see. That brings me to my last question. I, I think one of the great mysteries here. Let, let's separate the the cultic. You know, the guy with no teeth asking Ted Cruz about Golden, Goldman Sachs in Indiana. Let, let's let's separate that. I never that. met that guy, Steve. <laughs> yeah, we've all seen the video. Let's let's separate that group or the women who wrote. He can grab me by my hoo-ha at the rallies. Right. We're gonna, every politician, particularly one who is a celebrity coming in, is going to develop a cult of personality. All right. So sure. let's set those people. That's not his base, in my view. That's just a cult of celebrity. OK, but the 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 actual base of people. When they see him say things like he said yesterday, well, I, I could win the war in Afghanistan, but I don't want to cause all the casualties, and I don't want to be a rent-a-cop, but we're just going to be a rent-a-cop anyway. I, when, how many times, and maybe the time, we won't know this between, between now and 2020, when people look at the Democrats, those people see the Democrats as an alternative, like, I'm going to put up with an awful lot rather than the sequel to Reds that the Democrats are offering me, okay? But when the election is over, is there a period of time where the rest of the base says, you know, you can actually do stuff and instead of telling us why you can't do stuff all the time, you can actually do some of these things. And we sent you there to do some of these things, or is he just always going to get away with it's somebody else's fault? Is that, is that a never ending vat of, of excuse well, energy? You know, and, and that never ending that has been ever present in the last decade plus, as you know, Steve, it's not a, a unique Trump issue. My hope and my desire, my my I'm it's the one thing I'm holding on to to like stay involved in this political game is that if and when and I do believe it'll be when so long as AOC continues to lead the Democrat Party, President Trump is reelected, that there will be a movement of the conservative base. Yes, the populist base and the Trump loyalists who love the cult of personality to say, Mr. President, you are free. You won re-election. You've defied all odds. And you did so by being different. Yeah, 
We understand you had to play the political game to survive at times. At least people told you that's what you had to do. Mm -hmm. Now you are free with a final term as Barack Obama passed the message along to Vladimir, telling him I'll (laughs) have more flexibility after the election. Whether he seizes it or not, Donald Trump will have more flexibility after the 2020 election. Having said that, I think it's incumbent upon conservatives, upon patriots, upon people that care about the border, debt, spending, the judiciary, on and on, to build the case and secure the commitments as we go into 2020, not just with the president, but with the United States senators and the United States House, to be able to hold their feet to the fire. Because I'm not a defeatist, I hate being an alarmist, but you and I both know the clock is ticking. We have very few precious opportunities remaining to right this ship. But Donald Trump can do it if he decides to do it. Possibly Jake, like no one else we've seen before. Well, that, that's what a lot of people had hoped and thought they were getting when they went so far afield from the typical system to rally behind him in the first place. Jason Johnson, good to see you, my friend. Thanks for being with good us here today you, on The Blaze. Thank you. Gentlemen, you have any quick thoughts here before the end of the hour? we got about a minute. What do you think? Donald Trump can't do it. That's your thought? That's my thought. He can't. That's not. The guy with the gold toilets, no, not going to. We have reason enough hope after two years for us to kind of like play around, see which buttons we could push after this one. I mean, Mitch McConnell had it right. Whisper in his ear said, you're never, no one's ever going to vote against a Republican president just because he increased the budget. He's not wrong either. They all own all of us. You got nothing. You, Aaron couldn't possibly be more cynical than that, so I won't even ask him to I try. Think I just wanted to make Aaron starts proud. starts in less than a month. That's all I got. <laughs> we'll come back. Hour number two, Pop Culture Tuesday. The next version of the MCU, Should We Be Afraid? Stay tuned. And we're back with Hour 2, live and on demand on The Blaze. If you're listening to us today on demand via a podcast, if you wouldn't mind leaving us a five-star review on the podcast platform of your choice, we would be very grateful because the more of those we get, the more people like you we find, and the more likely we are to get to continue to do this for a living. Thousands of you have done this for the show already. Thank you. Uh, some of you might be like, dude, I, I can't stand you. Well, then don't you know leave us a five-star review, obviously. We wouldn't ask you to lie. We might ask you to keep that knowledge to yourself, however. Now, if you do like the show, though, we would ask you to embellish all the more. In fact, if a six-star review is possible. In fact, we'll take all the stars. We've never seen stars like this before. We will get sick of all the stars. We'll, we'll, we'll take them all. Thank you. Uh, and thank you to all of you that have put in your five-star review for the program already. 888-900-3393 is the number. Steve at stevedace.com is how you can email us. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. Guys, I was just thinking during the break. Again? I'm sorry. But is there a way out here? And I think I came up with it. I kind of think maybe not all but I kind of think most of this border issue would be solved if we just went ahead with Trump's original promise to have Mexico pay for a wall Todd your thoughts I'm not going to really be able to get to that 
notion. You heard my cynicism previously, and then I saw, before you had that thought, apparently, what you tweeted while we were off. As, and as it pertains to the conversation we had off air. Yeah, apparently Rush was saying yesterday that this yeah, is a brilliant yeah. move. Or he said that today. It's a, it's a brilliant move to take Nancy yeah. Pelosi's budget deal. We have, a, we have, we have achieved, hamana, 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 hamana. We have achieved, Norton, uh, 666th degree chess, apparently. So, so. I, don't, I don't know where you go from there. I mean, I think that's we're at the top of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, I think, at this point. Right? In fact, I kind of think maybe we should just walk away. I mean, if, if we've achieved ultimate brilliance, which is taking funding every last vestige of of proto socialism and cultural Marxism that the Democrats are foisting upon us, that we 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 fund Planned Parenthood without securing the border. I mean, if that's if that's what brilliance is 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 where we are as a movement, then I, I there's no movement. I think I'm in the wrong line there's of work. No I'm in the wrong place here. I think movement that. And this is why we watch those movies, those shows, sometimes superhero movies, sometimes it's real life. They all, they all, they've reached the 11th hour and they go back to recruit that one old coot who walked away from the game 20 years ago. And you're kind of wondering, like, you've got some optimism in the belly. How'd you ever walk away? Why'd you get, no, I get it. I'm with you. I'm going off the grid. This is why people leave. There's no, there is no movement. There's no desire uh, for conservatism in whole. You piecemeal particular moments uh, and topics, and you get these fleeting wins that aren't really rooted in any real sense, and they'll and they'll go away, and you get your clicks. But they're just no- CNN's ratings suck, right? That is that that's a that's a win because they were so great before. They they actually weren't great before. They they still didn't have any shows ranked in the top twenty of cable news before trump got elected but now they're even lower than they were before so that's that's a win right you're happy about that right no then allow allow the dulcet tones of the of the effervescent and perpetually brilliant tatiana mcgrath to illuminate your soul because i don't want to assume the gender here but one of our favorite Twitter accounts <laughs> just tweeted out, given the fact that some women have wombs and some trans women have testicles, surely we've reached the point where we no longer require men whatsoever to exist as a species. <laughs> yes. Yeah. At this point, I think we're just going to have to become a parody show. In order to survive. And I don't mean like in the business. I mean like personally. <laughs> I mean like for us to continue to punch the clock and keep coming in here. I, I think we're just going to have pain. to. Yeah, we're, we're just going to have to dial the gallows humor up. Uh, to substantial, like off of the Richter scale level. I think that's what it's going to take. Don't you? Absolutely. Yeah. So... I will, I will, I, I know. I'm afraid, I, I will, I'm afraid, I'm afraid when you interject like this of what's I'll, going to happen. Go I'll, ahead. I will, I don't know. I just, I'm thankful that tomorrow I'm going to get to kick back, drink a mojito through my Trump 2020 straw, uh, which is a thing. You can buy packs of, I think, a dozen straws on Trump's, uh, on Trump's website, campaign website. Kick back, drink a mojito through my uh, Trump 2020 straws. And uh, watch the 
hearing of he who must not be named. Um, cause that's really all, that's really all we're here for. I, that's, if that's not, then I was sold a false bill of goods. That's it. That, you know what? I think that requires a, a, a public service announcement. Yes. If you are, if you are a, an illegal, illegal alien attempting to escape squalor from your asshole country, uh, or an MS-13 drug human trafficker or any other uh, sort of um, drug cartel terrorist. Tomorrow is the purge. You will be able to do whatever you want to this country. Go wherever you wish to go throughout this country. There will be no enforcement mechanism whatsoever while we are undeniably distracted by a completely nothing burger clown show orchestrated by both parties to to convince their bases they're doing something when they're not about almost anything just consider it your miniature year of jubilee yes now i know what you're saying if you're in either one of those two camps if you're an MS-13 human trafficker, if you belong to a drug cartel, or if you're a person who's just trying to escape deprivation, I know what you're saying, Steve. That actually makes tomorrow no different than any other day. And you would be correct. So, end public service. <laughs> that's where we... I, that's that's <laughs> perfect. <laughs> That, that's perfect because he look at all of his experience all of his years in this business even, even tried to do the thing he said we're gonna we're gonna go full lampoon and he still ended up right back where he started it's like buddy of mine went to dinner with the guy who one of the people who runs the babylon b website last night he texts me he goes man they told me they're really struggling to come up with content <laughs> Is that a joke? Because, because the the reality of these stories, they can't yeah. try to they they're struggling to embellish them. They're in, they're struggling to parody what's going what? on in our current events. They're like, guys, we gotta tap out. We don't know what to do. The nation of Canada right now <laughs> thinks the human rights Maginot line is you whacked my balls. Yes. Another striking blow for feminism. Yes. I think I think Steve just like popped his own clutch or something like that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just I lost my composure because I'm also finding that Trump thinks the solution to get Guatemala to secure the U.S. border is to tariff them. You're right. Um, that's a little bit like, you know, hey, hey, uh, that family on food stamps couldn't pay their rent. So I'm going to take them to court. Um, they don't have the money. This is a, you're just filing your own legal fees. Let, let, let's let, let's tariff Guatemala so that even more of their people end up uh, coming here uh, or through there illegally because uh, we further bankrupt that country. What an absolutely just undeniably brilliant strategy. I, I just. In the immortal words of the great prophet Emilio Estevez, when he looked at his brother in a movie no one saw, Charlie Sheen once, golf clap.
I think I believe they played Garbage Men in that movie, I, which is only fitting. I, aren't, while we're, aren't while we, we're on a we're roll, like, we're like did. in in Bjork. They did too. We're in Bjork territory when it comes to tariffs now. Like Bjork was like, everything is music. <laughs> Trump is like, everything is tariffs. <laughs> the sky is tariffs. The sea is tariffs. <laughs> Guatemala is tariffs. I just pulled a freaking core muscle. Uh, yeah. What? Please clap. I can't continue on. That's like the most brilliant thing, thing, humorous thing I've ever heard in my whole life. We just did. Oh my gosh! <sighs> Raise your hand if you knew who Bjork was. <laughs> the fourteen people watching us right now are furiously googling Bjork. Everything is music. <laughs> Steve Forbes and the flat tax called and said, "Come up with another solution other than tariffs for everything." Yes. Where were we? Pardon me a second. That was cleansing right there, finally. That, that, that cleansed the palate. Yeah. I did. I need a drink of water after that, Marco Rubio. Thank you. So let's get the good news. Shall we? Some Pop Culture Tuesday, because what we need is a distraction. Yes. You know, a place that we all kind of go to where we enjoy universal themes of Americana, one of the few places left, you know, and like the Marvel Cinematic Universe and it, it's immensely popular franchises. And now if you don't adjust for inflation, um, Avengers Endgame is technically uh, the number one grossing film of all time. It has surpassed Avatar. Uh, but if you adjust for inflation, it, it wouldn't be like gone with the wind would be where people only paid like 30 cents to go see movies in 1938. But so I always like to look at the adjusted for inflation numbers. But if you don't adjust for inflation, you need to go by the, the dollars of the time. Then Avengers Endgame is the number one grossing movie of all time. And it's certainly, and we talked about this at the time, I think even here on Pop Culture Tuesday, where we look at the intersection between pop culture and conservatism, that it, it certainly felt like the end of an era. Didn't, that we kind of felt like that, you know? And, and then we wondered, particularly giving some, given some of the comments of Kevin Feige, who's the, who's the grand poobah there, and has done a masterful job steering and guiding this universe for the last decade. None of us would deny that, right? No. no. But we were concerned that this, this now, now that they've made all their money and they've broken all their records, that the coast is now clear for the virtue signaling, for the social justice worrying, right? We were kind of concerned about that. And so Marvel has been really quiet about their slate. We, uh, all that we had known until Comic-Con in San Diego over the weekend is that a Black Widow movie was filming, which seemed odd timing because she's dead dead in Avengers Endgame and said that the character is dead dead. At least the, it, it's had other iterations in the comics, but the Natasha Romanoff version is dead dead. Okay. So this, how do you, you know, it didn't make any sense. That's the first movie out of the gate. And it's a character who's dead. So we've, we've gotten some more information on that. 
and at, at Comic Con in San Diego over the weekend, um, Kevin Feige was there, and they unveiled their full Phase Four slate. I'm just going to announce what these movies are with limited editorial content until we get to the end. And when we get to the end, we'll we'll talk about them. You guys okay with that? Yeah. All right. In the order they will be released, the next Marvel movie is May 1st of next year, and it is Black Widow. And the movie takes place uh, between the events of Captain America Civil War and Avengers um, Infinity War. So what was what were they doing during that time? And and there's a reference in the first Avengers movie to something Hawkeye and Black Widow went through together in Budapest. And this movie is apparently going to answer that story. All right. So whether it adds something to the larger narrative, nobody knows. But this apparently one is is a, is a homage to the character after killing her off to give her her own movie. Whether it will add something to the future of the MCU is unknown. The next movie is a really obscure comic book that I had never heard of. I'm, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm pretty nerdy. I may not be the, um, you know, ultimate nerd guy. You know, I like had a girlfriend or two in high school, but I, I like it, know a lot of the intricacies of this stuff. And I'd never heard of the Eternals. You know, they were a very obscure group of characters um, that essentially were some celestial beings that forged humanity and the and guided evolution or something in the late 70s or something. All right, I didn't know anything about them. That is the next movie, and that comes out uh, for Thanksgiving in 2020. So there are two Marvel movies coming out next year. Black Widow is one, which is a prequel movie, and The Eternals is the next one. It is expected that Black Widow will be a standalone movie, like a Rogue One for Star Wars that may have some reverberations to the larger... But that's the theory, but that the Eternals will be the movie as as Marvel becomes more cosmic with the Fantastic Four and stuff later. The Eternals will be the movie that will really be the launching off point to give you an idea of where things are going from this point forward. Okay, there have been rumors that Marvel's first uh, homosexual character, main character hero will be in the Eternals. Marvel has said there will be one, Feige said, but. It's actually confirmed that it's another movie where that will actually be the first uh, Rainbow uh, Rainbow uh, Warrior. Okay, and in February of 2021, the date of the Chinese New Year, Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings will be released. Now, I don't know a thing about Shang Chi. That comes after I stopped reading comic books, um, or I just never heard of this character. Now, I know what the Ten Rings are because that's the mystical force that drives the Mandarin, who is Iron Man's arch villain, who they totally ruined in Iron Man three. And there was such a great blowback. They promised they would one day come back and undo the damage. So they have announced that the villain in this movie is the Mandarin. So Shane, Shane Chi, not Iron Man will fight the Mandarin, but as somebody who grew up with, you know, loving Kung Fu and karate, you know, kind of movies, I could think this might actually be pretty cool. We'll see. It is Thanksgiving of 2021. That Marvel says we will. So what we could get is there could be somebody in the Eternals that is gay. They just don't announce it in in that particular movie. Because Marvel is saying that the first official Rainbow Warrior will actually be Valkyrie, Tessa Thompson's character, uh, in, in the next Thor movie, November 5th, 2021, Thor, Love and Thunder. And they announced that part of the movie will be Tessa Thompson, now that she is 
king of Asgard. She needs to find her own queen. That will be part of the plot line to this movie. Also, they've announced that they're going to adapt a comic book series where a female Thor is introduced alongside the real Thor, but the female Thor will be Natalie Portman's Jane Foster character. What does that mean? Female Thor. They keep saying... What, what's a female? You're asking me questions I don't know the answer to anymore. I'm supposed to not assume your gender while I'm supposed to give you things because of it at the same time. I don't, I don't know how to make the math work, so I've just decided to stop trying. Uh, May 7th of 2021 it will be the next Doctor Strange movie. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Elizabeth Olsen's Scarlet Witch will co-star alongside Doctor Strange. That's all that is known about that movie right now. Um, and that, is, that will be the end of, of Phase 4. Marvel did confirm that uh, a new Blade reboot, Wesley Snipes' first Blade movie from 20 years ago, was great. The opening scene of that movie is one of the best opening scenes I've ever seen in a movie theater. I would recommend it to this day. They're going to reboot that character, and I can never pronounce this guy's name right, but he's a great actor. Mahershala Ali. Mahershala Ali is going to play Blade. And that will be for Phase 5. They also announced the Fantastic Four will come in in Phase 5. Um, Black Panther 2 will be in Phase 5. And Guardians of the Galaxy 3 was pushed back to Phase 5 because James Gunn is going to finish the Suicide Squad for the DC Universe before moving on to that movie. So that is Marvel's Phase 4 slate. They also announced they're going to do a group of exclusive television shows for, uh, for the uh, Disney Plus uh, service that launches this fall. And those include The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That launches in the fall of 2020, meaning now that Cap- they, they're kind of working together with Captain America gone, what adventures do they go on? And the main villain will be, um, will be, will be uh, Baron Zemo. Another villain I don't think they gave justice to in Civil War, and this time he's going to be the villain, and he's going to wear the, uh, his mask from the comics. WandaVision will be another series in the spring of 2021, and this will be you know, kind of the love story and adventures of Scarlet Witch and Vision. When that takes place, who knows, because Vision is supposedly dead. Loki will be in the spring of 2021, and that will be with Loki in 2012, because we saw in Endgame when he kind of walks off with the Tesseract, right? All right, to escape. And so what he did in that alternative timeline, and then a series called What If, and this will be animated, you know, what if certain characters never met, or that's a, that's an, and that's an adaptation from a popular comic series. Uh, and then also Hawkeye in the fall of 2021 with Jeremy Renner. And they'll introduce uh, Kate Bishop, who at times has been a female um, sidekick to Hawkeye in the comics. That's where that's Marvel's full phase four slate. I now offer it up to you guys to interpret as you as you desire. Question. Do you get any hints or did they drop any hints uh, of an arch narrative over all of this? Well, I, I see an instant arch narrative to all of this that um, in every single one of these stories, either the female is the lead hero or um, is, is, is accompanying the male hero in every single one of these stories. So you can, I make, meant, of that, you can make of that what, yeah. you, uh, what you will. I meant that's, like, an, that's an obvious observation that's impossible to miss. It's, it's funny you say that because I, I meant like Except for Shang-Chi. We, yeah. we, we, we don't see yeah. that in Shang-Chi, but in all the other ones, that's the case. Because I meant like a Thanos arch narrative in this. Oh. So we're going from 
one of the greatest villains on the silver screen of all time to we got to make sure there is a female lead or a female uh, co-lead in every single film. Yeah, so yeah. I don't, I don't see how these characters tie together to a particular villain that they're leading up to, but I, I, I think we probably have to see what they come up with in the Eternals to get an answer to that question would be my guess. And so you're still well over a year away from getting that answer to your question. Hmm. That's interesting. Other than that, I haven't really heard of a lot of these people. Uh, so I'm not really that excited to, to tell you the truth. I will tell you, I will tell you, and I told this to Todd yesterday as well. You know, after the thing with Beauty and the Beast where there was this big hullabaloo before the, the movie came, which I never ended up seeing it, um, but there was this huge hullabaloo before the movie came out about this huge gay propaganda that was – or homosexual propaganda that was going to be in this film. And it turned out to be nothing as uh, of what it was blown up to be. I, I will say that from that moment on, any time before a movie is actually released – and then there is also the, the one about the, the first landing, I believe – the first moon landing, I can't remember. Uh, the first, yeah, yeah, first man where they first didn't have man. the American flag. Yeah. yeah, that was blown up out of proportion. It, it ruined that movie's gate, by the yeah, way. It, it flopped at the box office. I'm yeah. not going to get on any of these movies before they actually come out until I see them myself. I'm just going to tell you that, and you keep me accountable if if you want to. Uh, but I'm not going to I'm not going to allow myself to get to to blow some of these things out of proportion. It certainly seems like they're going to take a leftward bent. And it seems like that's what they want to do. And uh, the, the brothers who made the Avengers, they it certainly seems like what they want to do. But I'm not going to. I'm just going to take it on a case by case basis, I guess. I think that's smart. I have a theory as to what we're seeing. But Todd, your thoughts first. Yeah, I kind of have this sense of uh, I can wait until DVD with all of this. I didn't really even get interested until the last movie you mentioned, Doctor Strange. I thought that was clearly the most interesting of them all. That, yeah. I don't understand. I I I liked Black Widow. I liked Scarlett Johansson playing Black Widow. Mm -hmm. I don't. I it, other than the business aspect of things, like hey, you rode with us the whole time and kind of played sidecar. We'd like to pay you back by giving your own feature film. I I can get that, but I don't. Why? What is this really going to offer? Why is this going to be the first movie to set the tone? I, I I can expect coolness out of movies I've never heard of because listen I never thought this whole Avengers thing was going to be able to work the way it was. And oh, they, Captain Marvel two will be in Phase five as well. I should have mentioned that. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, so I don't. I just don't know. Uh, I'm not excited, um, and that's I. I I wish I I should be. I think I should be after what they provided. Uh, I think there should be more instant. Like I can see the coolness there. Uh, I really can, and if it's more cosmic. There's another one. If it's all going to be more cosmic, Black Widow, wouldn't Doctor Strange starting off the cosmic notes of that and start planting seeds? That's the guy you have the first movie, isn't it? I don't. Uh, yeah. You know, depending on what they're going to do with these obscure Eternals characters, who knows? My guess, if I, so I think there's a few different streams working here. There's some of this, I, my overall feelings were, eh, you know, I like some of it. Some of it I don't care about at all. Um, I, For example, I think putting Scarlet Witch and Doctor Strange together is kind of inspired. Okay? Um, I, I think having Shang-Chi, if you want to introduce, because there's a huge Asian film market as well, you want to introduce a really cool Asian hero 
And then this is how you bring in the Mandarin because you were concerned before that he'd be seen as a Fu Manchu kind of a stereotype and you didn't want to go there. Okay, fine. Um, that's a clever way to, to, to undo a major mistake they made several years ago and bring in one of the great villains in their, in their, in their, you know, in their lexicon. And, and you kind of escape some of the stereotyping stuff because you have them go up against another. It, it, you make a uniquely Asian story. I think that's kind of inspired as well. I think it's a mixed bag here I, because I see a lot of Star Trek happening here. And Star Trek historically has been a mixed bag. I mean, the franchise was almost dead after Star Trek, the motion picture. That movie almost killed this thing. And if Roddenberry hadn't handed it off to a big budget film producer named Harv Bennett, to go out there and make a Star Wars kind of a story with, with just Star Trek's characters called The Wrath of Khan, which is one of the greatest science fiction movies of all time, in my view. That thing was dead as a doornail. I mean, Leonard Nimoy wanted out. He wasn't going to make any. That's why, that's why the plan was to kill him originally in Star Trek II, because he didn't want to make any more movies. And that one became, they, they realized that how good that movie was. He's like, well, maybe I'll think twice about this. And there's always been this tension in Star Trek between, well, let's give you 46 episodes of stuff you don't care about while we progressivize the galaxy. And then right when you're about to just be bored and turn it off, it's the best of both worlds. And here comes the Borg and, and Picard becomes Locutus and you're back in again. That's kind of in the ebb and flow, unless you are really in on the progressive viewpoint of, of, of the vision of the creator Roddenberry. This has been the normal ebbs and flows of the star of the star of the Star Trek saga you know the, the first star trek movie generations was panned it didn't do well how you ruin a movie with kirk and, and and picard in it together i don't know they just managed to pull it off so when they so would they do to rescue themselves almost exactly the same parallel you know what let's just go get the borg and just do a badass movie that everybody wants to see and first contact was a smash and saved the franchise again you know star trek deep space nine's ratings were in the toilet you know it was and same thing go get Worf. You know, and, and, and now we're going to have, you know, the Cardassian war. And that people watched Voyager. What are they going to do with that ratings are down? Bring in the Borg because they're, the, they're, the, they're in the same quadrant of the galaxy as the Borg is in. And, and Q is there. And it's the same ebb and flow. And I sense this tension is now coming to the MCU. Because when I looked at this slate, it's pretty clear they're trying to have it both ways in my view. They, they really want to do all of that progressive wish casting. But then they also work for a company called Disney. It's like, we didn't pay $8 billion for this so that you could all, you know, do a Berkeley faculty meeting, you know, because we will go on, our, our CEO, Bob Iger, will go on television and say, yeah, we're boycotting Georgia. It's a terrible place. Meanwhile, all of our shows are filming there as we speak. All right, that's the game. That's how the game, that's how Disney plays the game. They have like, yeah, we have, uh, we've had one gay day at Disney for 20 years. And then the rest of the year, it's essentially... We're going after the family market. That's the game Disney has masterfully played for the last few decades. And I sense Marvel is trying to figure out its footing here. I th Marvel really wants, really wants the applause of Glad and Vox badly. And then there's the, it's, it's, it's Bernie Sanders really wants to be a Marxist and a Soviet until he's got to pay the wages of his own employees on his own campaign. Uh. And then the realities <laughs> of market forces hit you like a ton of bricks. So what I see here is some inspired choices. I think if, you're gonna, if you want to make a play for the Asian market, that's a sizable market. I'm a capitalist. I don't have a problem with it. Bringing in a villain like the Mandarin to do it, I think that's inspired. Putting Scarlet Witch with, with Doctor Strange, I think that's inspired. The rest of this is meh. And I think they're going to use the Eternals as how they're going to introduce later on X-Men and a lot more of these cosmic things. 
that they're going to kind of be the origin story of where the cosmic portion of the MCU comes from. We'll come back. Fake news or not is next. You know, a low credit score could keep you from getting some of the things you want in life, like a credit card, a car, a new job, maybe even a house. And that's not all. A low credit score means you'll pay higher interest rates uh, than people who have the better scores, too. You don't have to keep getting denied for credit. You can kickstart the comeback on your credit today. Just call the specialist at creditrepair.com. They can help you work to repair your credit and improve your score by removing inaccurate negative items like late payments, charge-offs, or even collections and bankruptcies. Here's the number for your free credit evaluation. That's right, free. 800-501-3199. That's 1-800-501-3199. Now, when you call, you'll get a free credit report and score, and you'll find out what creditrepair.com can do to help improve it. Creditrepair.com helps you work toward a better score so you can work toward a better life. The evaluation, credit report, and score are free. So call 1-800-501-3199. That's 800-501-3199. Not available in all states. So if you're in Georgia, Mississippi, Ohio, and South Carolina, that wasn't for you, but for everybody else, 800-501-3199 for creditrepair.com. Let's get to it. This week's edition of Fake News or Not. You know, it's been a while since we've had regular order with this weekly segment. Let me just reiterate, we don't take a le- we don't sit here and fact check MSNBC and CNN and the like anymore. Unless people that are supposed to represent your views and your part of the two Americas are on. Uh, our whole focus is not on whether the uh, hostile foreign government known as the left's America is lying to us. We wouldn't fact check MSNBC any more than we'd fact check Pravda all right, or Al Jazeera. All right, so we're here to find out if the people and the sources that are meant for the what's left of America, if they're the ones giving us fake news or not. And we begin with this clip. I know she's the de facto speaker of the House because people look to her words. He's there more than Nancy Pelosi. AOC? Yes, yeah. but we shouldn't take anything she says seriously. I mean, you're, you're talking about what's happening at the border. She, she compares it to 9-11. She talks about concentration camps where 6 million Jews were killed. And then when she talks about addressing climate change and the Green New Deal, she likens it to the challenge of World War II where 7 to 85 million people were killed. You know what we need a 9-11-style commission on? How in the heck someone like her gets elected to Congress? What do you think, guys? Do we need a 9-11 commission to find out how does a style of commission to find out how did we elect such a, 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 a bat poop with corns in it crazy and great leftist to the U.S. Congress? That's total fake news. I mean, the other side spends their time doing the same thing about how Donald Trump got here. Uh, you're not being remotely honest about the things uh, people really want. And furthermore, if you if you really want to lay out pound for pound just in the time that she's been there on what she goes after based, uh, relative to the things she claims to care about next to Donald Trump, she's more serious. I mean, she may be bad at it, but she's more serious about going after it. So that, that's, that was all nonsense. Aaron, what do you think? Fake news or not? Total fake news for most of the reasons that uh, Todd said. I mean, 9-11 commission to figure out how somebody like that got elected to Congress. Uh, apparently, this guy is not on uh, not on Twitter or has never been to a public school before. Right. I, and I'm not... You I was know. just going to say, he's, he's he, never spent 10 minutes at a public university yeah, in America? Yeah. 
I mean, that. she she is she is the construct. She is the incarnation of the of the humanities philosophy. Uh, history departments at almost every publicly funded university in America. By the way, all those universities will be continued to be fully funded in the budget deal. Yeah, so you'll be continued to funding uh, courtesy of uh, your Republican Party and the president. You'll you'll get to continue to fund the indoctrination of more and future Alexandria Ocasio Cortezes. So, in, in case you weren't sold on this deal yet, I think that's probably. At this point, where you're, 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 that's your buy-in, don't you think? Is mm-hmm. is getting that you know, piece of uh, of good news? Um, let's get to this next clip. This is the president talking about Afghanistan. Watch. And I think Pakistan's going to help us out uh, to extricate ourselves. We're like policemen. We're not fighting a war. If we wanted to fight a war in Afghanistan and win it, I could win that war in a week. I just don't want to kill ten million people. Does that make sense to you? I don't want to kill ten million people. Aaron, I'll start with you this time. Fake news or not? What do you think? Uh, the part of that that's uh, fake news is uh, all of it. <laughs> if you could, if you could, if you could win a war in a week in Afghanistan, I fail to understand why you don't then have the same power. Get us to get us out of Afghanistan. You know. <laughs> Todd, your thoughts. Fake news or not? Well, akin to your uh, notions of Guatemala, yeah, Pakistan's going to bail us out on this one. They, they got our back. They always have. Good old Pakistan. If 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 he says it would take him a week to win this war, do you know what that means? It means that we haven't won this war despite fighting it since October of 2001 when we first invaded Afghanistan. Yeah. October of 2001. Aaron, is, how old were uh, you? Eight. Uh, is, I got a question. Yeah. Is... Is 18 years more than one week? Yeah. Yeah, it is. And is no one no one can tell you what we're doing over there. No one can. And the only answer we get every time is the 2005 talking point that they first, you know, ushered out and I used to repeat it, by the way, that they first ushered out when Iraq devolved into a quagmire post Saddam. Well, we fight them over there so we don't fight them over here, right? Because you're right. There's, you know, San Bernardino or like there've been you know, uh, New York Halloween last year, um, you know, well, you have to admit the Syrian refugee who in the name of ISIS attempted to bomb some place well, in Steve, a church in Pennsylvania, like last month. I, right. I really think that this line of thinking is, is very much bad faith because it's not like we don't have a, a hyper secure border. I have to tell you the, the, the Taliban must be the most badass grassroots guerrilla warfare fighting machine in all of human history, if they were able to withstand the full brunt of the United States military for 18 years, 18 years, we're fighting them there still. And if we walk away, they overrun the place. Taliban, that sounds like some kind of group we shouldn't, not to, don't tug on the Taliban's cape. I mean, I, I can't believe they're just not running this planet if they're that badass. 
None of these answers add up. None of them do. None of it makes any sense. None of it does. At this point, I would believe the Alex Jones explanation that we're just there to secure the poppy fields. Because when you add up the open border for drug cartels on our southern border, and that we are making sure there is the free flow of opium from the Afghani poppy fields, it's, at this point, we're, we're getting really close to Occam's razor territory. It is literally the only, I cannot come up with another explanation that doesn't just call a lot of otherwise smart people either liars or stupid. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. No, nobody's answers on this are good. So just get the hell out. We've done enough. Any, 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 there, if, if, if you can't defeat the Taliban in 18 years, 18 years, they've been able to withstand the greatest fighting force on the history of this earth. 18 years. I don't think it's that you can't defeat the Taliban. It's just that you can't prevent them from coming back once you leave. Why is that? It's a culture. Hmm. Hmm. And if I may, just cause I need to get this out of the system. Was it not Pakistan that we under Barack Obama yep. made a point of not telling we were going to go in yep. to kill Osama bin Laden, Osama bin Laden yep. because yeah. we couldn't trust them. And now Trump is going to trust them with extricating. Yeah, Pakistan was George W. Bush's pet. Remember mm. they, that they were the, they were going to be, they were the first were major the non-Euro yeah. member of the coalition of the willing. Remember, okay. That Pakistan was George when, 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 when he was trying to convince us that everybody, regardless of culture wants to be free. Uh, Pakistan was uh, was his first uh, pet, non uh, Anglo faced pet. Trump is right. Trump is right. We can beat any oh, yeah. of these places in a week, a month, or something like that. It's just like, but then we leave, and then what? If here's the here's the truth. I agree, wholeheartedly with the president. It's it, Afghanistan is not worth killing ten million people over. Totally agree. No war is worth fighting that isn't worth creating the collateral damages for. Mm-hmm. I, that's a universal. It just if you're if the collateral damage doesn't make it worth fighting, then it's not worth fighting. Oh, it's just so worth it. Get the hell out. Yeah. All right, let's go to the next clip. No, I'm not going to be watching. Probably, maybe I'll see a little bit of it. I'm not going to be wa- watching Mueller uh, uh, because uh, you can't take all those bites out of the apple. You sit on a throne of lies. Uh, you're watching every second of it. Does anybody on earth <laughs> believe that? <laughs> All the only people on earth that believe that are the people with an IQ below 27 who thought Guatemala was going to secure the U.S. border. Okay, no, I, I, Todd, that that's really the question. Do you believe anybody on this planet believes that? <laughs> no, I didn't think so. Aaron, do you believe anybody on this planet, over about eight billion people, any of them that are sentient, believe that? No. Yeah. Yeah. That's. That's he's total fake news. He's got his television shows like in the round and he's just on a turntable spinning and watching MSNBC and CNN and watching the coverage. I mean, it's that's all he's going to I predict, though, at some point tomorrow we will get some tweet. Not that I'm watching this loser, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Yeah. why do you think this is yes. the main reason he's rushing through this budget deal so he can get it away uh, out of his show, so. uh, get it aside so he can just uh, watch. I've got a series show. finale to watch tomorrow. Yes, exactly. We didn't want that much truth, Todd. Yeah, that, that stung. Cut me deep, Shrek. Next clip. A new book called American Carnage, it's out, and it has described the attitude of Fox News towards you as pugnacious. It quotes you saying that Roger Ailes, 
who was the founder of Fox News, that you believed his dying wish was to help elect Donald Trump as president. Is that true? I, I think Fox News went all in for Trump. That, that, that was Do the you believe it was Roger's dying wish to help elect Donald Trump I, as president? I, I didn't know Roger well, but I think it, it clearly is what he wanted to do. Why did they prefer Trump? No idea. I, I can't tell you that, but I can tell you, starting in about March of 2016, they went all in for Trump. And, and they made a decision. That was a, a decision made at the network level, reflected on every show. Fake news or not, what do you think, Aaron? I don't know. Did we come in here, the studio, like, every day and, you know, talk about how, uh, how, uh, how Fox is throwing the election? Did, did we do those shows? I can't remember. I believe we might have done a few of those. I think we did a few of those shows. Yeah. So I'd, I'd say that's uh, I'd, I'd say that's not. What do you think, Todd? It's absolutely true, and that is all I have to say about that because that storyline makes me yeah. Why did really you do sad. this? Why did you do this, Steve? I was very surprised he is he went there openly. That's a good point. I'm surprised he did that. Given how he's tried to put what happened in that campaign behind him, he's on Hannity and on Fox frequently. I mean, you want to know what my parting advice to Ted was when the campaign ended? I'll tell you. You guys want to know? I said, bro, if you ever want to be president, just, just get on Fox News as many times as you can. That was the big lesson I learned. That was my, that was my parting shot. That was my exit interview. That was, you know, my, on my way out the door as we were shutting this thing down. That was my last piece of advice to Ted Cruz. Official piece of advice as an official member of the campaign. I've given him some unofficial advice since then. But my, first, my last piece of official advice was, hey man, if you ever want to be president, just, just get on Fox News as many times as you can. That's what I told him. Is that fake news? No. no. What do you think, Todd? Is that fake news? It's not fake news. No, I don't think it's fake news. It's crappy news. That, that might be terrible news, but it's certainly not fake. I think we have one more clip, right? Yep. One more. Here we go. The president wasn't pleased about it, neither <clears throat> was I. And the president's been very clear about that. But what we're also not pleased about is the fact that there are right, four you, members of Congress yes, but you know who are engaging in relationship with his supporters is as close as and, anyone has ever had in American politics. This could all go away with one simple word or a phrase or something. You have a chance to say it right now. Well, Don't do it again. Major, is that your message? Major, the president was very clear. Was he? So that's Major Garrett uh, talking to Mike Pence. And I've had interactions with Major Garrett in the past. Liked him. By the way, he used to work at Fox News also. Uh, and, and in that exchange, Penn says the parent, the president uh, did not like the chant, the something, the, you know, send her back chant, which he even said the next day at a media veil, he didn't like, and he disavowed it. In fact, those were his other words. So is it fake news or not that the president would be willing at his own rally, not if, but when that chant begins, he would be at his own rally, he would say, Stop doing that. Fake news or not? Fake news. He's never going to do that. Why? Uh, because <clears throat> Pardon me. he loves being loved. And if that's, if that's the vehicle yep. for the throng telling them that he loves them, he, he, and then he can be as duplicit. We had this conversation a couple weeks ago. He can have it both ways all the time. He really can. 
yeah. and this is also fake news because almost every time his vice president opens his mouth, it's fake news just because the constitution of that man is is so Mike Pence is so grating. I I just can't. It's fake news. Didn't we talk about it when he made the uh, comment I could go out on Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and my supporters would still support me? It's like when he makes bombastic comments like that. He like starts looking around the room and it's like, this is kind of boring. This is kind of boring. So, uh, yeah, I could shoot somebody. Like, whatever gets the applause, whatever gets the energy going, whatever makes him feel like he is uh, adored, he's going to let slide. So, I've been pretty tough today on President Trump, and I don't regret a syllable of it because it was all true. So as we come to the end with this subject um, back here on the show, let me offer some, some I, I think, um, productive counsel. There's a very clever way he can get out from underneath this if he thinks it's, because this is like the only thing Trump has taken back his entire political career so far was that chant. So he clearly thinks it's poor form for him. We can debate that or not, but he clearly is under that belief. Here's what I would tell the president to do. If I were on the, the pres, if I were in the president's inner sanctum before the next rally, if and when this comes up again, I would tell the president, you're an NFL football fan. One of the great viral moments before we knew what a viral moment was in NFL television history happened in 1988 in a game between the Houston Oilers and the Cincinnati Bengals. Back when the Bengals were like really good with Boomer Esiason and those guys. And a call went against the Bengals and the fans at the old Riverfront Stadium had a meltdown. They're throwing stuff out on the field. They're screaming and yelling. And Sam and the, team, and the Bengals are getting penalized. It might cost them the game. Their head coach, Sam Weish, grabs the microphone and he says, stop acting like this. You don't live in Cleveland. Act like you have some class. There it is. And what Trump could do is when that chant starts again, says, listen, I understand you're frustrated. We're electing people to Congress who hate America, but we aren't, we're not here for silencing everybody we disagree with. If you want a political party that does that, go join the Democrats. And people will freaking eat that up if he does that. If he invokes a little Sam Weish. And the same people who hate him now are going to lose their poop over and over again. Which only helps him all the more. Yep. Agree. This is what that t-shirt company just did, said we're not Nike. Yes. Hey, if you are in the real estate market, you want to make sure you find a real estate agent that you can trust, somebody who has a track record of being successful in the real estate market, somebody who returns calls, has a business plan other than let's have another open house. Uh, and, and also, you know, somebody who reads all the new technology algorithms and everything, but knows that you, you got to study an outliers in any market-based analysis as well. Where will you find that agent? Go to the website, realestateagentsitrust.com. It was created by Glenn Beck and some of his friends friends because they were tired of real estate agents that talked a good game but didn't deliver for them too. And so they wanted to create a referral service that wasn't about finding clients for agents, but was about finding an agent worthy of having you as a client. If you want to find a real estate agent that you can trust, realestateagentsitrust.com is the website. Again, that's realestateagentsitrust.com. We're going to stick around and do a little overtime on the budget with our congressional correspondent, Nate Madden, for our Blaze TV subscribers. For the rest of you, we will see you tomorrow from noon to 2 Eastern, right after Glenn Beck. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.